Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 277. We're talking Puff, a pizza story with Eric Davies of Puff Truck Pizza in Elburn, Illinois. This is Best Served New Volume 3, Episode 1 of 8. You know that this series is so fundamentally important to everything that we do, my personal mission to really unlock, amplify the worth and work of those in the food and beverage industry, those who feed their communities, and very excited about this series. We're going to talk mission story today. We're going to get into customer archetypes. We're going to get into our employees. We're going to get into the business model, menus, marketing, all of that through this series. So with no further ado, I'm going to bring in Eric owner of Puff Truck Pizza. Eric, good to see you. Likewise, Jensen. How, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to kick this off. I like you're on brand already this morning. Good work. That uh, Puff Truck All Pizza. Right. Let yep. people see the logo. I like it. Smart, smart. So what you and I are going to do is we're going to dig into your backstory a little bit. I always find that people's kind of origin stories really inform who they are, how they navigate this industry. So I think it's fundamentally important. And we see today more than ever, that people want the backstory. They want to feel like they're a part of something versus just getting the food. The food better be on point and exactly what they expect and have that value, yet the story is really why people are interacting. So we're going to dig into that backstory a little bit. We're going to talk about kind of the the business and what it's all about, and then specifically we'll get into that mission story and really kind of pull at those threads and find those little nuggets that are just so uniquely you, so uniquely Puff Truck Pizza, and what you're all about. Does that sound good? Absolutely. I'm excited. All right. Yes, sir. Let's get into it. So backstory a little bit. Reading that uh, this morning to your backstory, which I loved. Uh, also, just we're going to have to have you write an article for what we're doing, at least a, at least a couple, because you definitely have a, a, a way of kind of telling your story through the written word. So let's dig into that a little bit more as we go through this series for sure. That's not always the case with uh, us in the food and beverage industry. So uh, your backstory, I want to start actually before you were even born. Grandfather was in the industry, had a restaurant, and that really set a tone for you. So tell us a little bit about that. Has that an impact on you getting into this industry? Sure. So um, in my family, it's kind of always been family folklore, my mom mainly being the the one re- retailing stories of her being a, a youngster about the age my son is now, you know, bopping around in her dad's uh, restaurant. Uh, they were in uh, in the same county that I operate in now, which is kind of kind of a fun coincidence that we were able to, you know, kind of occupy some of the same <laughs> historical area that he did. And uh, but but he uh, the, the, there's you know all these stories of. Uh, you know, my grandfather dropping an entire can of chocolate sauce all over the floor and how they had to clean that up one day. And, and just uh, these giant banquets they would run for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, uh, you know, old timey um, 
Elks Lodge folks and stuff. That's exactly so, what I, I had in my head of that was like the Elks Lodge, like those big, huge banquet halls yeah. of like the 40s and 50s and all that. I love it. it. Makes sense to me. Yeah, keep going. This is great. Exactly. You know, huge pig roasts or giant turkey dinners the day before Thanksgiving, things like that. So, um, you know, that's always kind of been the folklore in my family. And and I'm one of three siblings, and we've kind of always, every one of us in some degree has wanted to, you know, kind of jump and follow that path. Um, my sister is a huge foodie. My brother is actually uh, on board in the company with me and helps me engineer a bunch of stuff. So we're, I think all three of us take that um, that thread of, of what grandpa used to do and try to, you know, try to work that into our lives. And, and ultimately, I'm, I wonder if my grandpa would be proud of the things that uh, that I've built. Uh, you know, that's, that's the, that's the goal there, right? Is to like, to, to help that family legacy, uh, even though we're not necessarily famous by any means or whatever, but just kind of fulfill that legacy is I think uh, a challenge. And a goal. I, think, uh, I love everything that you're saying. I think it's important. I think it's something that drives you deep inside, which I think is really great. And I'm interested because you, you hear this a lot, you know, people getting in the industry is kind of like, okay, that's a great high school college type job, but when are you going to get a real job? Did you ever, and you did, you did go get a real job, right? You made the transition. This was a side hustle. Then the pandemic hits and all of a sudden yeah. you have to go whole hog with this thing. But what, what, what was the, the, the pressure? There's always pressure within families. What was the pressure within the family? Was it like, we love that you want to get in this industry. It's like, it, you know, was so hard on our grandparents and our family and we had to struggle. Like, what was that like for you? Did you feel the pressure one direction or the other? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there was some pressure to succeed because, you know, my mom's the, the underline of the whole story behind my grandpa's businesses was my mom will tell me, it's like, well, he never made a dime with any of those. He was so generous or, or he would get, yeah. you know, he, he wasn't, he wasn't banking, you know, with his, because for him, I feel like it was more of a, you know, maybe it was more of a passion thing or more of a camaraderie thing with his buddies to, to, to do that, like the Alex Lodge type of deal. But, um, you know, I, I always wanted to kind of, I've always been a little bit more business focused in this endeavor. So my <clears throat> original goal has always been to be successful financially. Um, and to have this be ultimately, like you said, it was at first a side hustle, which was supposed to support my uh, my income or whatever. Yeah. Now it's become everything. So um, it, that path has kind of been an exponential ride for me, but um you know, I'm trying to embrace it and I like to embrace challenge. Um, that's one of the, I think that's one of the traits that you need to have if you want to be a successful business person or a successful chef or whatever it is. Critical, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's going to come up again. When I was reading what you wrote from the, the couple times you and I have spoke together, that was clear to me that there's the kind of this drive to to push this legacy forward to do it in a kind of uniquely your way to have that pride yeah. of ownership, you know, and, and now you have a son that you're thinking about legacy yeah. beyond yourself as well. And what that looks like. So, you know, Absolutely. for you, it, that seems like to me, and please answer this, but that seems like to me is, is you take on that challenge. It doesn't seem overwhelming and daunting to you, even though it's overwhelming and daunting in the reality of running yeah. a business. Yeah. I mean, I kind of liken myself to like, uh, like in, in, <laughs> very basic terms kind of like the dumb dog right like if, if your dog bumps his head on something kind of shakes it off and is like oh i don't know whatever it doesn't get too hurt by it he's not sitting there pouting that his head hurts right and has a headache the dog just kind of 
gets hit on the head, wiggles a little bit, and then he's fine again. And it's kind of oblivious to that, like, the weight and the pressure of it all. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm oblivious to it, but, I mean, if you can kind of compartmentalize it and, and not let it crush you, you can break it you down into those little pieces and, and attack you shake it. it off. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be able to shake it off in this industry for sure. That's that's an absolute. So, OK, so that really sets a foundation. I think we're going to we're going to come back to that. I wanted everyone to understand that your family legacy. Now, yep. you as an operator, you had to kind of go through the nine to five corporate job that informed a lot of your understanding of, of businesses. Then coming to this, you know, as a side hustle, family is involved in the business. And now it's all in on this because you know, you were pushed to it by the pandemic and you know, now you have to navigate what that means. So really good. I want to talk about kind of the phases that we take you through and where we start, we call it get clear on why you exist. And what you did was you kind of answer a sequence of questions is talking about, you know, why you exist, why you do this work, who inspires you. And we really kind of touched on that. We also dig into, you know, what separates you from others. How do you feel when you're creating your product? What sense of self does that create for you? What do you expect kind of your customers? How do you want them to, to interact, to feel when you're, they're part of what you're doing? And then we kind of like, what are some keywords, some things that really motivate you, you know, especially when the shit hits the fan and it always does in this industry? How do you adapt and overcome how do you lean on your team, your family to kind of get through that, you know, and what compels you, what motivates you is a big theme kind of throughout this. So why you exist. So I want to touch on, on that a little bit. Give us kind of the elevator pitch, you know, why you exist. What is the work that you do? What's important to you when it comes to rough truck pizza? So uh, for me, the number one thing is fun. So what I'm trying to bring into the world through Puff Truck Pizza or through my other um, endeavors in life is fun. I'm a, I'm a semi-professional musician. I get up stage and play guitar and entertain folks. I'm up there to make their night great, right? Like I'm, I'm there to, to bring spark of that fun uh, in, into someone's world. So that's kind of another thing that motivates me along with that family uh, history. So <clears throat> what I, what we do with Puff Rock Pizza is we try to embody fun in everything we do. Uh, every event that we do, we try to put a fun twist on it. Every recipe that we have is uh, some kind of uh, food truck inspired fun way to deliver uh, a dish to you. So, um, and even our attitude, like on social media, who we are as a brand um, yep. is meant to be, is meant to convey that we are just, we're kind of a rolling party. And, and wherever our food truck shows up or wherever you hang out in the store, we're, you know, we've got music going, we've got, uh, you know, some fun, you know, fun stuff happening throughout the, throughout the year. We throw a couple of um, block party things uh, here and there. So uh, some community events, we had a car show on the lot, on the parking lot here at our restaurant last summer. So just trying to, trying to, you know, incorporate um, as much joy <laughs> into people's yeah. worlds as we can however that is and we need that now more than ever eric as you know for sure and it's interesting dynamic where it's like it's just food don't take it so seriously and food can change somebody's day which can change somebody's life i like truly believe that change one day change a life like you change somebody's trajectory because there's plenty that's pulling you down and if food and interacting over food can bring that joy for a moment i'm all in there's i i don't know that there's a more important endeavor in life 
than be willing to feed people and bring joy, like full stop the end. Like that's it. That's the whole game that, that we're playing. So I, I appreciate that. I also like that. It feels like fun is kind of this lens. You basically say, are we going to put this on the menu? Are we going to do this event? Are we going to create any kind of interaction? And then the next question you ask yourself, is that fun? And I think the questions we ask ourselves are really important. You know, I think of it like if I make this decision, would my community be best served? If I make this decision, would my family be best served? If I make this decision, would my business be best served? Like that's literally the name of this of this uh, enterprise that we have here. This show is best served because I think about that all the time. So fun is kind of that lens that you put everything through. I think that's important. I want everybody to pay attention to that because we get pulled in a million directions. There's so much hype out there. There's so much to chase. There's so much you know, animosity, so much blame to go around, so many pitfalls in this industry and life in general. If you just have a few core values, a few questions that you ask yourself to help you navigate, it makes all the difference in the world. And I appreciate that you have one, at least one, that is like fundamental and focusing for you. Will this bring fun and joy to people? Like I can't, I'm hovering on this for a while because I want people to know how important it is. And Eric, how much I appreciate that fun and allowing that to be a guiding principle, I think is so, so important. And so I I think you kind of broke down how that's happening within the business. Uh, Let's talk about kind of the customer experience of that a little bit. So you mentioned kind of some of the happenings, but I get that food. How do you, how do you feel like that's represented, right? What's that feeling, that emotional transaction and exchange that you're giving? What do you expect somebody to kind of say after they have some of that dish? Obviously that was fun, Kind of give us a little more depth to that from the customer perspective. So kind of tag, uh, circling back to what we were talking about just a moment ago, one of our taglines, like you're saying to, to the fun sec- the fun part, right? Is like uh, our tagline is uh, not fancy, just fun. See, so like we're going to let the other fancy guys take care of your fancy food experience. But we, when it comes to kind of the simple ex- food experience, we've got you. So we're kind of taking away some of that pressure, right? When you come in, you maybe don't have the expectation of it being, super delicious you just maybe expect it to be filling in your belly but what we're doing is kind of fulfilling that other need that you have that you maybe don't realize of 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 having a fun enjoyable experience so um when you say putting things through that lens of kind of like that's how we generate all of our recipes is is something that we know is going to satisfy your your taste buds right but then it's also going to be something that gives you um a feeling of of enjoyment and maybe it's something that you could go brag about to your friends like hey i found this little spot that that not a lot of folks know about and they've got a great cheeseburger you you, you guys should go try it and then that gives people kind of this little coin that they have of uh, of some street cred coin or let's call it coin or kind of idea yeah. right so then they they um they then have an experience that other folks don't have unless they come here yep i like that you're allowing them to pass on some social equity I think that's important dynamic and important interaction. And the fact that you're thinking about that means that every handmade puff, right? Every pizza or just some good fried dough dipped in sauce, whatever that is, whatever that actual dish is, what you're allowing is that dish to multiply past the person that is having it. Hugely important. If every single dish only has a single transaction, it's really challenging. 
You have to do so many individual transactions to create critical mass for your business. What you're talking about is exponential impact on every single dish. This is an important, absolutely important dynamic that people need to think about. You are making an emphasis on making sure that one dish equals 10 interactions, right? So I think that's, I think that's super important. So that sense of legacy, I want to come back to that a little bit because what you're talking about now is what I think is so important, what you leave the world, right? We understand why you're doing what you do because of the family legacy. I'm interested in this, the sense of legacy, what you leave the world clearly is defined by this idea of, of the fun of that somebody is going to take a moment out of their day and tell somebody else about a great experience that they had, a new experience that they had, which I think is so important. That is an impact that you leave and an impression that you leave because what you really want is what you want is somebody to move away from Elburn, Illinois and yearn for that, that you're the, the, you're the spot when they come back to visit family that it's the must have that is creating a quintessential sense of belonging, a quintessential sense of legacy, especially if it becomes generational, which I know is your hope there. So think about that a little bit dive into that, you know, how you interact with and next next week, we'll talk about Elburn, Illinois, quite a bit more, but how you interact with your community in a way that you're trying to be that place. Cause I know you are, you want to be the, the place that people go back to every single time they come home for the holidays when they're out for college or when they bring their kids back, you know, years and years from now. So dig into that a little bit. Sure. So I think, um, you know, we, we definitely do have a longevity plan as far as is like, you know, building out a little bit more regionally and, and expanding from where we are. You know, we, de we definitely want to be that place that, that gets you coming back. We've got lots of, you know, I've, um, the, those regular customers too are the ones that, that really kind of, supported us through the <clears throat> through a lot of these challenging times right so i've got a, a gentleman that comes in every single weekday without fail and uh if he's not there he must be sick or something's wrong like right so those customers are the folks that um it's, it's like they almost become part of your family in that way so those those folks that um i mean because they're they're supporting my family when they come and purchase food for me so um it kind of becomes this relationship that you need yeah. to build or, or that is helpful to build, um, with, with most folks. So, um, yeah. And then, um, I mean, when, when we have a customer that comes in really the, um, the experience that I'm trying to get them to, uh, say is to kind of, is to kind of be, um, kind of come in with, uh, an underdog attitude and then come out with a, a much better experience than they expected. Yes, so, okay. we talk about that a lot, Eric. This is this is perfect. Where you want to underpromise and overdeliver, and yeah. the majority yeah. of things we buy, we interact with, they overpromise and underdeliver. And and restaurants and food and beverage, we struggle with this a little bit because it's not inauthentic. Yet we put up a facade. It's very much our job to transport people away from their shit day or whatever it is, and say, you know, we we talk about in the industry, it's like you know, leave your shit at the door, you know, put on a smile. It's like our responsibility. And it's a whole nother topic, but sometimes there's vulnerability in that because it's, it's sometimes we're having to put on a fake face. It's real in that that's the experience we want for people. It's real in that we're creating the truth of the product and the interaction and the hospitality. Yet we're still putting up somewhat of a facade. And that facade is always like, this is great. This is great. This is great. This is great because okay. we need people to feel and resonate with that because we need them to come back, buy the yeah. product, have a great time. Absolutely. Yet 
in that, we are always saying it's always going to be this shiny, beautiful thing. And the reality is it's not. Sometimes it needs to be, we're going to struggle together. And this, this handmade puff is just going to be the one thing that brings you just a little bit of, of normalcy or a little bit of joy in this day. Hmm. And that's enough. It doesn't have to be more than that. And I think that's a, a little bit of a vulnerability. So the under promise over deliver aspect, I think is great. Now that doesn't mean you, you need to, set the expectation so low you just need to set a realistic expectation so and for that you know dig a little bit deeper that because i know you got got kind of some taglines and some thinking and some philosophy around being able to deliver value i think is something that you mentioned quite a few times what does that mean to you so to me um and it kind of ties in with what you said about like what legacy are we going to leave behind right so what delivers value for me is is hitting on those touch points that a particular customer of a particular customer's needs. So we have kind of a couple of different customer archetypes that we feed into um, that are my my base customers. And um, the one is kind of construction workers, um, auto auto mechanic type of guys. That's like I was talking about that customer before that comes in every weekday. He works mm-hmm. at an auto shop. He We're right next to uh, McDonald's. And so, at, you know, we're that luring choice right next to the mass produced place where we have different unique items. and he would rather come to me instead of giving his dollar to them. Um, so there's lots of those guys and the word of mouth amongst those folks goes miles, right? So everything. Um, yeah, we've gotten um, a lot of traction from uh, guys telling their other work buddies to come have food at our place for lunch. So that's that's the bulk of our lunch business is those type of folks. Um, and so when we need to, what mm. their value is to them is to come in <clears throat> to walk away feeling full and not feeling ripped off and maybe a little bit of that social equity. They're not as concerned with that social equity. They're not going to go share their experience on social media. That's not as beneficial yeah. to me, but what is beneficial to me is their word of mouth, their repeatability. Um, and, you know, so, so um, that's what you need. What I try to do there is to appeal to that kind of folks that the, the every man, because the kind of market that we're in is kind of a little bit of a rural community, a little bit of a farm community. Um, when I first kind of started this, I was going a little bit in the fancy, uh, fancy route. And then I kind of pulled back and decided that I needed to maybe widen my appeal more and not be such a, a, a niche kind mm-hmm. of menu. Um, I, I bet you said you pulled back, but I bet you they pulled you your ass back down to earth a little bit, right? It was like, hey, <laughs> yeah. listen, here, listen here, kid. We like what you're about, but we're going to need you to meet us where we are. And I think that is a hugely important thing that you are – in touch with the community. And and again, next week, we're really going to dig into that. I really want to understand everything about that every man, everything about that construction worker or that mechanic. And yeah. I like that. I This is so, interesting. So, this, so, this is going to so come up a couple more times. I want to, okay. here, jump back in, jump back in, and I'll, I'll finish oh, no, my I'm point. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just saying, so delivering value to that mechanic or to that worker guy is, is, is one thing. And then there's a whole other group of customers where, um, we try to appeal to what their needs are and to what they see as value, right? So um, that other group of folks is generally like the the, the mom of the house, um, the the female head of household, twenty five to forty five. Um, yeah. They're the usually we'll the ones that that next week. We'll, I really want to get into okay. them next yep. week. I want to bring us back to that story. One thing that I just want to lay out there that I want to make sure that doesn't just get glazed over. We'll get into it a little bit more, especially when we get into marketing. So I want to make sure we come back to it. I want to have on record. You are competing with McDonald's. That's fucking crazy and brilliant. I, I love that you are straight up competing with McDonald's. 
in a different way. You're not trying to match dollar for dollar to market them. You are imagining the difference in the interaction and the way the difference in that interaction can set you apart from them. And in that, you're competing with them. So I think that's an important distinction, something for us to think about for sure. Uh, I want to get into your mission story. So I want to pop that up here. Puff Truck Pizza is driven to bring fun, family-friendly food into the world. So we talked about the fun. We talked about family, now family-friendly. You also then want that to be inviting for the family. And then you, you, have a, you have a global vision for this. This isn't just into your community. It's into the world. So you're thinking beyond just what's right in front of you, which I think is important, too. We, we literally mentioned it. What you leave the world is kind of the way we think of sense of legacy. So you're already thinking about that now. You have brilliant foundation and fun and family need to be at the epicenter of this. What we're going to pull at every week, and one of the things that's going to happen, Eric, is we're going to, like next week, we're going to take this mission statement and have you tweak it even a little bit more and pull a little bit more at it because I want everybody to feel like they're a part of this process with you and, and even hold us accountable to say, all right, next week we're going to show them kind of the updated mission story evolve it a little bit and have them go, okay, I see how we're getting closer and closer, getting more and more depth. And so what I want to basically do at any time is that if I copied and pasted anything else into this, McDonald's is driven to bring fun, family-friendly food into the world. Would that be a true statement? That is a true statement. Like, and we want to make sure that it's so uniquely personal to you. Now, fun of well that, that's debatable all of those things are debatable yet i want to make sure it's so personal when somebody says puff truck pizza and the mission story that they're able to say that is only and uniquely you so i want to think about that a little bit when we let's go into family friendly food into the world a little bit for you family friendly we talked about the construction worker right we talked about yep. you want to be for the every man so Let's let's dig into that. Why family friendly? What does that mean for you? Who does that represent? For me, that represents um, my family, uh, my eight-year-old son, and my my wife and myself. You know, we're we're a small little nuclear family. That when we uh, decide to dine somewhere, it's gotta it's gotta be worth it. So um, you know, folks in that kind of sector generally tend to go for chain restaurants um, mm. because they. They know that um, there's consistency there. They know maybe already know the menu. I remember um, several times we would go to a Chili's just because we know that my son would eat something there. So, yeah. so um, there's little there's little things like that that make um, that that's what I'm trying to drive at, right? So I'm trying to appeal to everyone from eight to eighty and everywhere in between um, that that's um, approachable and. and and appealing to any any taste really right so we um we can we can go from very very simple to a really complex pizza with tons of ingredients and balsamic vinegar and stuff like that on it to appeal to a more adult taste but really what we're trying to deliver is that experience that's consistent and reliable and you know you're getting value from it so when we're delivering to that customer um those are those are the points we try to hit there and, okay, and, so, so and, I like that, Eric. Let's, let's, let's stick with that. Kind of, sorry, also <laughs> kind of an approachable an approachable nature, right? So because there's no pressure, because we're not pretentious or fancy or anything, you can walk in and not feel like, you know, you can walk in kind of already knowing that your kids are going to like what we have. And then there's options for, for the adult as well. So um, it's kind of that yeah. wide appeal. 
Yeah, so let's 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 think about that a little more. So wide appeal I like and also trying to be everything for everybody is a huge vulnerability, right? And so I think you're understanding how to navigate that based on some of those archetypes. And we'll touch on that a little bit more. What I want to think about is the family friendly. It just, it doesn't personalize the statement you just made. What you just said gives me chills. I'm like, yes, we need that. That is the way that we need to be thinking about what we run. Family friendly thinks about, sounds like something that's, that's safe. Right. And so I want to find those things that are personal. You said things like consistency. You said things like value. You said things like, you know, having expectations that the family feels like they know what they're getting themselves into. So I want you to really explore that because somewhere in there is the statement that is unique to you and exactly what people are going to walk in. Family friendly is still such a broad category. What does family friendly mean for one family or another? Obviously, it's going to be unique. What you're actually going to deliver is the little nuance that you just mentioned. So I think in this you know, with with taglines and some of those things, we can directionalize those for certain archetypes, for certain types of people. So you mentioned the mom and the family. We talked about the construction workers. So we'll do that kind of in the taglines. But whatever the interaction is, that is the same for all of them. And family-friendly does not necessarily appeal to, you know, the single construction worker who's 26 years old. Yet that is a prime demographic for you absolutely what does is the consistency the the expectation the value so that's the part of what you're talking about family friendly that i want to really dig into because that's the actual thing that they're searching for family friendly is like a broadening category so that's where i think you can really pull at that thread and then people go yeah every time i go there i know exactly what to expect i get what i want it's great value it's consistent every single time when i recommend it to somebody else they have the same experience that i have and that means something to them so i want to really pull at that uh bringing food into the world i want to touch on this a little bit and then we'll wrap up so the food that you're bringing in the world, you want to do something a little bit different. You want to do something that's slightly unique, something that's a little bit playful. These things have kind of all been touched on. You know, this handmade puff pizza style. Why was this the way that you wanted to kind of deliver bringing food into the world? Tell us a little bit about that. Just to kind of tease people, we're going to talk about it way more and dig into it when we talk about what's on the menu. But let's talk about that for just a moment so people kind of understand the food you're trying to bring into the world. So the food I'm trying to bring into the world is um, I'm trying to bring the freshest possible pizza experience that you can have, right? And also, you may have thought pizza was played out, but we've got a new spin on it, okay? So when, when we explain to folks when they walk up to the truck or the restaurant, they maybe don't know what a handmade puff is. And we explain to them that it's like a pizza sandwich, deep fried, topped with garlic butter and parmesan served with a red sauce to dip it in, but you can have it customized and filled with any toppings that you like. So there's a customization factor there where, you know, folks love that kind of pick and choose um, point where they can make it exactly how they like their item made. So it's not, and then that also um, lets them know that it's not some pre-made thing that's pressed in from a form from a factory and frozen and then dropped into the fryer, right? We are making it by hand with the ingredients that you've chosen it literally gets fried uh, fried up and handed to you within 30 seconds of coming out of that fryer. So um, it's, you know, super hot and fresh and tasty and get uh, coming to you 
faster than any other uh, pizza delivery way. Because there's a lot of folks that come in asking for like, do you guys have a slice? Well, that would have meant that I would have to bake the pizza off an hour ago, have right. slices cut up and sitting in a warmer. Well, that's not fresh. That's not tasty. And it's been sitting there for a long time. That's that's the antithesis of what we are, right? We, one of our taglines is life is too short to eat gas station pizza. So uh, we, we're, we want you to have the, the uh, when you know when we make other items too, the the burger and and other items, the veggies and stuff are cut moments before the burger is assembled. It's not lettuce that's sitting in a bin for who knows how long at some of these uh, places. So, um, you know the, the the ingredients are as fresh as possible. The experience is as uh, fast and quick as possible. And um, yeah, to me, I think it's the, the the tastiest way to eat pizza. Yes. So that that's. That's the food that you're bringing in the world. That has depth and meaning. I want that in the mission story, right? I want to have that, you know, that one sentence, two sentence type thing that really sets the tone for people that they go, like, I know exactly what I'm going to get, right? And then, and then you have marketing language and other taglines, but that mission story needs to set the tone for this is why we exist. This is who we serve. This is what you can expect from us time and time again. It, it also like your team is going to know that. So that mission story needs to be that North star where your team says, that is why I work here. That's why I'm a part of this because I'm going to make sure that people get the freshest, hottest or whatever that dynamic is every single time. And I am fully committed to that because that is that guiding principle for you, for your team. And especially as you grow, it's going to be so, so important. You know, a lot of times people say, well, that goes without saying, it doesn't. Things that go without saying, you say them earliest, most often, and loud as possible because it needs to be that that anchoring and guiding principle. So I think that's important. So I want to like have you really think on that. The food that you're bringing into the world, it, it, there's, there's a specific way that you're trying to bring that out. The mission story, I want it to reflect that. I want people to feel that when you say, this sure. is why we exist. Puff truck pizza is driven to bring f- fun food that is consistent, bringing value, that is the freshest, burn your mouth when you have our food because it's so fresh and hot. You know, that's a whole story, but there's something there. Like those right. are the, the, that's unique, right? I, I think we wordsmith that and craft that a little bit, but that is exactly when they walk up, no matter what they order, no matter who they are, they will get that experience. And anybody that works for you is there to purely deliver that experience. Everything else is just details. So that's why I want to dig in. So we'll, we'll evolve that a little bit. And every week we might pop it up and be like, hey, where are we at with that mission story? And it's evolving. And that feedback loop that we're talking about next week will be important as well with customers, the feedback, and then getting the nuance, pulling the nuance and individualism out of each of these statements that you make in your mission statement. You're pulling those in to become their own taglines, their own part of a you know a one-liner that you're kind of delivering for that unique guest so this is great man you got a really really strong foundation i appreciate it for sure it's fun working with you on this yeah likewise all right that is going to be it for this episode again this was best of podcast 277 puff you're going to hear a lot more of the word puff throughout this and uh and eric days and i are going to really really uh, dig into that story next week again we're going to be talking Finding Elburn, Illinois, which uh, for anybody who doesn't know is, you know, in the Chicago area, but very, yeah, right? Where on a map? Find it on a map and definitely go and check out in the comments. You'll have links to be able to check out the websites 
of what uh, Eric is working on with Puff Truck Pizza. You get to see some of the food, some of the um, of the truck itself. Check them out on social media as well. You can start to get an idea of that voice so you can be a part of this whole journey. And then big shout out, as always, to uh, Jordan Bush and Krista Young, the crew at Seven Shifts, who like really are, are gracious in underwriting this series, allowing us to bring more human stories to the forefront of what's happening in hospitality. You know how important that is to me. We need more voices included, and this is just one of the great ways that we get to share that. So, Eric, appreciate you, my friend. I will see you next week. Have a good one. Absolutely. Thank you, Chef. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.